Many millions of Americans who live in cities and urban areas use the Internet daily, and they take high-speed Internet access for granted. But for many who live in rural areas of America, broadband Internet service is hard to find, and in some cases, even computers are out of reach. InfoTrack's Chris Whitting is here with a look. Chris? Thanks, Roy. Brian DePew is an assistant director for the Center of Rural Affairs, a nonprofit research group in Lyons, Nebraska, and he joins us to talk about this. Brian, how are you? I'm all right. Brian, let's start with the big picture if we can. What percentage of rural Americans have broadband Internet access? According to a report by the Department of Commerce, 60% of households in rural America have access to broadband now. That's a growing number, and we're pleased with that trend. However, the 60% number also obscures two other important facts. One of those is speed, and the other is affordability. In rural communities, when we have access to broadband, the speed is often significantly slower than cities' broadband access, and it's also often less affordable. Now, some might say that high-speed Internet access is not an essential service. After all, most places, I assume, have dial-up Internet. What do you say to that? Dial-up is not an effective way to access the Internet. It never really was, and it increasingly is not. New web pages and services require you to have much faster access. And as more government business and regular business moves online, is this lack of access to high-speed Internet creating a nation of haves and have-nots? Yeah, lack of access to fast service will increasingly curtail business development in rural communities, whereas good access will maximize the business development opportunities that might rely on broadband. But it's also about much more than business development. It's about access to news and information, which are increasingly delivered and accessed online, and being able to interact with public institutions and with elected officials, and simply about a quality of life and equitable access for all Americans. What other technical options are there if I'm in a rural place without high-speed broadband? What about satellite access? Satellite access is an option for some people in very remote areas. It's expensive, it's not terribly reliable, and both the download and upload speeds are quite limited. Are people able to go to libraries or other public places and get Internet access? Libraries are an important component and schools are an important component. But ultimately, we need to look to have all rural people be able to have adequate access in their homes, just as urban people can. I guess this could be likened to the efforts to put electricity into many rural areas because that took many years and a great deal of money to accomplish. Is that right? It's very similar to electricity, and we decided it was a national priority for rural people to have access to electricity so that they could participate in our society to the fullest. And broadband is similar today. It requires a similar investment. One of the things we would like to see is for the Federal Communications Commission to change the rules on the Universal Service Fund, which helped bring telephone service to rural areas, so that the Universal Service Fund could more explicitly address broadband access in rural areas. Brian, the government has already put billions of dollars in stimulus money toward this effort to put broadband into rural America. How much more will it take, and is this something that the nation can afford right now? This is actually an opportune time to be investing in broadband infrastructure in rural areas. Not only will it provide jobs as we build out broadband networks, 
but it also provides new options for business development to help further our economic recovery. What about private investment? I guess there has been some of that. Is that a, an area where we could see some money coming into this? We should look for ways to spur private investment in broadband in rural areas. The fact is, though, that a lot of private telecommunication companies have taken a pass on putting service in more remote locations in the country. What are some other areas that you get into with your organization? The Center for Rural Affairs works on a broad range of farm and rural policy issues. We work on family farm policy, we work on sustainable agriculture policy, and we work on small business development policy. Brian DePew, Assistant Director of the Center for Rural Affairs, a nonprofit research group in Lyons, Nebraska, and you can check out their website, cfra.org, cfra.org. Brian, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. I enjoyed it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Chris Whitting. And that wraps up this week's InfoTrack. Thanks for being here. To learn more about our guests and topics, check us out online at TalkZone.com. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack's Taryn McCall and Chris Whitting. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Roy Mackey, inviting you to join us next week for another edition of InfoTrack.